today on the Italian radio show. Everything you need to know about traveling to Italy and a special recipe for making the perfect Italian olives. All of this and more coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Welcome everybody to the West Coast Italian Radio Network bringing you the Italian radio show right here live on KKNW 1150 AM broadcasting in the greater Puget Sound area. Or if you want to uh, hear us on the World Wide Web, we are streaming the show live there right now. You can go to our website at WCIR.biz. That's the acronym for West Coast Italian Radio, WCIR.biz. Click on the link at the top of the page. You can stream both this week's show or any of our past broadcasts from the last six years. And uh, after uh, we're done with the show today, this one will also be up there in the archives, available all week, ongoing into the future, to share with all your friends, family, anywhere in the world. My name is Tony Listella. I am your host, and uh, we uh, have a studio line here, which is 425-373-5527, for any guests that would like to call in and be a part of today's show. And speaking of today's show, it would not be the same if I didn't bring in my lovely co-host, the wonderful, the beautiful Marcia Caputo, who is going to be broadcasting with us live from Vincenza, Italy, where she is right now. Hey, Marcia, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Ciao a tutti. Ciao a tutti. So now, you know, of course, I'm calling you because it's that time of the week. Uh, un pezzo di Italia nella Northwest. I thought a good way to start out would be a new story that I found in Europe travel. This is about a year old. It came out in December 2019, but it was called The 18 Weird Things No One Tells You About Traveling in Italy. We'll see if you agree with this, okay? All right, let's do it. All right, here we go. So first of all, it says toilets are weird. Okay. Second thing they say is don't expect irons in your hotel room. They usually are not there. The, and the third thing, of course, the same with hair dryers. Don't expect hair dryers in your hotel room. Right. All right. Number four says people try to sell you stuff everywhere you go, like touristy stuff. Uh, and you're, the best thing is just don't make eye contact with them. I remember that being true, actually. Or use my thing. I don't understand. I don't speak Italian. Exactly. There you go. There you're perfect. Okay. All right. Number five, it says don't fall for anything that says authentic made in Italy. That means it's cheap, but probably was made somewhere else, and it's actually not made in Italy. Number six, and anybody who's traveled to Italy knows number six, traffic is bad. I mean, if you're visiting Rome, you got to, like, add an extra hour to wherever you go for traffic. It's like being in New York. Traffic is bad there. And that ties in with number seven, which is cars are not always an option. Like, for instance, if you go to Venice, there's no cars in the island of Venice. You take a boat to the island, and everything there is on foot. Right. Another thing that I thought was kind of interesting is, uh, and, and this is number eight, laundry is a problem if you're, you know, if you're a tourist on an Italian island. Many of the hotels, like in Venice and some of the other islands, don't have, you know, in-house laundry service. They got to send it out to get it clean. Now, here's an interesting thing. Number nine, tipping can be considered rude 
in certain parts of Italy and Europe. It says it's, you, you go to certain places, you, you, you don't need to tip. And in fact, sometimes if you tip, it's considered rude. Right, right. That is true. You know what? Because they be paid really good, usually, you know, they're really the restaurant, they pay for everything, so. Exactly, uh, exactly. All right, number 10, it says a lot of men still live with their parents, even into their 30s and early 40s, and that's something that we know about. A lot of the unmarried guys do there. Yes. Um, Mom think why you want to move. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Number 11, it says you will need shade, sunglasses. Uh, the sun never stops shining in Italy, so make sure you bring sunglasses or you're going to be squinting your way through the country. All right, oh. number 12. This is another thing uh, for a lot of Americans. Dinner is late in Italy. Restaurants don't even start opening a lot of times till 7 o'clock. I can yeah. remember traveling in Italy, a lot of times we didn't get our, our meal till like 9 o'clock, maybe 10 o'clock at night. Don't be surprised if you can't find a place to eat at 5 o'clock, because I know, you know, a lot of Americans think of eating at right. 5, right? There are time, like uh, you can eat, like you can go around 12 until 2 is open, open 2 p.m., yeah. and then they open around 7 until... Exactly. And this kind of ties in with that. This is number 13. Dinner is slow. In Italy, I mean... Dining, eating dinner especially, that's like supposed to be an occasion. So you take your time. If you got to be in a hurry for some reason, make sure you tell your waiter. Otherwise, dinner is slow. All right, 14, caffeine for everyone. Okay, everywhere you go, there's cappuccinos, espressos, everywhere. Just remember, in Italy, if you pay more than a buck and a half for any type of coffee, you're getting ripped off. Venice is the most expensive place. Exactly. And Nutella, this is number 50, Nutella is everywhere, okay? But you can't find peanut butter anywhere in the country. I know, my kids, they ask about that. Sorry, we are not peanut butter. Now, number 16, everyone airs their laundry. Their, you know, once they, they wash their laundry, then they put their laundry out to, to dry on the balconies. It doesn't matter if they live in a real expensive area because electricity is expensive, so everybody hangs their laundry on their balconies and outside the dry. At number 17, they say, you have to know in Italy when you're supposed to cover up. Okay, and that, now this doesn't, just doesn't mean in the summer when it gets really hot, but you have to check because different places you go have different dress codes, you know, like especially if you're going to see like a religious uh, shrine or something, uh, let's see, go to the Vatican or, you know, someplace like that. Right. Make sure you know where you're supposed to be dressed. Sometimes you have to have your shoulders, your knees covered, even your head. Yeah, you right? have to cover your knee and shoulder. If you don't have that, don't worry. In the entrance, usually they have a basket where you have a little sheet. Right there you go. I remember that. I remember that. Okay. And number 18, this one I think was pretty good. Okay. The police in Italy drive cool cars. I mean, most of the police in Rome, they drive Lamborghinis. Come on, it's the reason these guys joined the police force. All right, so that's what I got reporting. And now, you know, let's hear a little bit about, I know that you were going to tell us, uh, you know, about kind of the current news that's going on in Italy with, uh, with the new COVID restrictions and the shutdown. So what's what's happening with that? Okay, let me start with this, okay? We have the red zone. We have red, orange, and yellow. Red is the higher risk, uh, orange, medium, low, uh, yellow is still good, okay? Okay, okay. So, where I am, we are orange, okay? So, but we have the, in the middle. Yes. Red zone, we have Piemonte, Lombardia, Valle d'Aosta, Bolzano, Calabria, Puglia, Sicily, 
they are red too. Gotcha, so gotcha. what's going on, they have a different um, rules, of course. Another thing I want to make sure you guys know, each region provides regular up- update on the rule change via their social media. So you can Google it, example, where you live, Calabria. Google Calabria. It will come out like, uh, let me explain to you exactly, um, they tell you the coronavirus update. All right, so but in general, in general, tell us, like, what's going on. I mean, I you mean, know. I want to let you know people. Uh, the thing is this, they have a new curfew. Now, they change all the time. Every day is something new. Make, I'm, I'm losing my mind with this. Because put down, you know, the rule and stick with that. Yeah. Don't change every day. And here it's being changed all the time. Coffee times like 10 p.m. until 5 a.m., you cannot go out in the street. The only time you can get out if you have like um, a form that you have to upload in your computer. They call self-certification form with you. So you have to print it out and write it where you go. Gotcha. If you have to go to gotcha. work or some um, emergency. That's and they, they have police out there checking this. Uh, you know. They do. Yeah, yeah. Now, in a weekend, you cannot go out again. I'm an orange. Remember that. Yeah. I'm not the red zone. But in the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, everything's closed. The mayor, they don't want you to go in the center. Everything's like down. You cannot go out. So everything's closed. So what about restaurants and bars? Are they open close or closed? everything. It's, they're going to start closing everything here to like down. Now it's open until 12 yeah. lunch. And after that, around 6 p.m., it's closed everything. You can have takeout. And remember, yeah. when it's red zone, no, everything is closed. You have nothing open, red zone. So right? that's just where you are in orange. It's, it's to have those, yeah. Right. So, now, yeah. if you're in the red zone, you cannot leave the region, all right? You cannot you leave, leave it at all. You got to stay there. You cannot leave it. So um, real quick, tell, tell, me about, can peop, tell me about people traveling to and from Italy. We only have about a minute left, so uh, give us a real right. quick on that. So they close even the neighbors. That's what I'm saying over here in Italy. If you're red zone, you cannot move. You have to stay in your own city hall. What about you? What about you coming back to the United States? So for me, oh, thank God, if you don't change the rules, I still can fly. I have the American passport, so I'm safe. I can come back home. I will be in quarantine, of course. Yeah. Makes sense. And that's it. I should be fine. But if I have like, um, if you have business, you have to have the certification if you have to work. Gotcha. For me, grocery again, it can be one personal family can go grocery. Okay. Right. It can be all of us. One have to choose that. And that's it. We're going to, I don't know what's going to happen. They change every day. It sounds like if you, if, if a person wanted to go to Italy, you can only go to Italy if you have some serious family matter, like if you have right. family matter there. Um, or I guess there might be if it was a, a You'd have to get, if it was a business thing. Emergency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emergency, and you have to, like, work. If you have a form, then you can come back. I'm not sure even that would going to happen next month. Because, like I say, the news here is crazy. They change every day. Today they say this, tomorrow could be something else. I got you. So it's like people, they're getting frustrated here. They're really mad, upset. Riots in in Napoli, the riots in Rome because they don't want to be to do like down. Oh, there yeah. are a lot of people breaking stuff. They're really let me tell you, it's really close to here to having riots here too. The way things are going these days, so you know, right. hey folks, right. that we're, that's that's our report on the news uh, with Marcia from Italy. We're going to be right back after this quick word from our sponsor, and Marcia has some some great a recipe that she's going to share with us. Don't go away.
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got it passed on our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Isernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. And we're back with West Coast Italian Radio bringing you the Italian Radio Show. Tony Lestella here, your host, with my co-host, Marcia, who is in Italy and Vincenza right now, visiting her family there. And uh, she has prepared for us a very special recipe of the week. So what do you got here for us? Well, let me tell you, as soon as I arrive here, my mother, she makes me pick up olives. Oh, so okay. So I'll tell you exactly step-by-step step how to do an olive sottolio. Olive so, sotolia, which it, it translate means olives in oil, like, I, right. like olive oil. Yeah, okay. Very good, very good. So that's the thing, because we have a beautiful tree right here in the, in the yard, and September was, was a big in October. Me and my daughters, we all pick up the olives. It was so much fun to pick them up. I'm not, ki- I'm not kidding. And, but you cannot eat it. They're really hard and sour. They're not fun to eat it like that. Oh, uh, yeah, so yeah. Like, you pick them up. You gotta soak in a bucket with cold water for several days. It's a really a long process, but I'm telling you, if you do it step by step, exactly what I tell you, that you're gonna love them. Okay, they're really okay, so good. So I get my olives, I pick them up, and I put them in a bucket of cold water for several days, right? Okay. Right, and you keep changing the water because it will come out. So how do I know when they're done in the water? You keep doing it until the water is doesn't come out. It's clear until it stay clear gotcha. for the yeah. days. It's good. You can okay. move on to the next thing. It would take weeks sometimes. Okay, doesn't take that fast. It could take one week. Could be it could be two weeks. So gotcha. we don't know. Um, after that, you gotta remove them and you gotta remove the pit right inside the. Um, okay, olive. you take the pits out of the owls next. Okay. Right. So you need like a hammer. You know the hammer for the the um, the one for the meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the one um, pointy. The one is flat. Yeah, I got you. Okay? Then when you squish one time, it will come out really fast to peep like that. Right. And, okay? That's one thing. Uh, you remove them again and uh, rinse it up in the water. Put it back. Um, rinse it up in water. And so then you put so it after in the you take the seeds out, you put them, the pits out, you put it back in the water. water. Yeah, okay. Make sure you it up, okay? Then you put it in a bowl. And there you can add uh, the spicy, like um, fresh fennel, okay, and uh, a lot of salt, like rock salt. I use we use here. Rock so salt, fennel, gotcha. 
Don't be scared to eat too much salt and say, oh, it's still going to be too salty. No, it's not. It'll be fine because you will absorb a lot. You see what yeah, I mean? So it spicy. absorbs a lot of the salt. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Right. Yeah. Pepperoncino is the chili peppers, right? Yeah. Um, some garlic cloves put it in and mix them all together, right? Right. Okay. After that, you need like a silent, a cylinder, a glass cylinder to be good. And that's how you're going to put them in, in this cylinder, okay? Okay. So when you do kind that. like a glass jar kind of like, right? Right, right. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Exactly. Um, so let me think again. I keep losing the line here, Mr. Tony. Hold on. <laughs> but um, I hope you can put the recipe, the step-by-step, step, because I think I jammed some things. Anyway, when you put glass water, you have to put some weight on top because you want the natural water from the olives to come out. All okay. right? Now, it could happen if you remove too much water. It doesn't make too much water. You can still make it. Don't okay. panic. You can add some water with salt and put it in a little bit. Because so you basically, want... let me get this right. I put my olives in my glass jar. I put right. something on top of them that's going to push them down a little bit so it squeezes the water out. Okay. But if I don't get a lot of water, then I add a little warm water uh, with the salt in it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you add it because you want to be covered all the time. Let me cover. Okay. So because the more weight you put in the cylinder, you can see the water come out and we soak on that. Gotcha. And again, it will take weeks, over weeks. You go in, change the lid, clear it up there, and see if you have to add more water and leave them there. Because the longer you leave them, um, softer they get. So they're going to keep fermenting, doing what they do with the water, okay? And this yeah, is the water that has the ingredients, whatever you put in, like your right. salt, your fennel, your right. garlic, and all this stuff. So you're right. basically soaking them in that water for a period of weeks. So then how do you know when they're done? Well, like I say, you can try a bite one and you can mm-hmm. taste it. If it's still too hard, then they're yeah, not yeah. done yet. You can still leave them in. The longer you leave it, the better it is. Now, if you want to put in a jar... Because my mom is an example. My mother, she have in a cylinder. Sometimes she remove them and just uh, add some oil and bring upstairs. Yeah. Now, if you want to put in a jar to stay all winter, you can do that. You can put in a jar and you do like, you have to, what do you have to do? You have to drain them again, rinse a little and do them, squeeze the water out. Very good. Okay. Squeeze mm-hmm. the olive again. And I use like, um, what do you call it? The, you know, the garlic press. Oh yeah, the press. Yeah, the press. That's yeah. squeeze the water out. They're you supposed to use it before too. I'm, I mix that step. Gotcha. So anyway, squeeze it really good. You put it in a jar, really good, squish it in. Oh, well, before you put a jar. Again, you see what I'm doing? I'm thinking I had too fast. Sorry. So what do you do? You put again, it seems spicy. The fennel. Right, garlic, right, right. You get it all that. there. And then the longer then you, you leave it. Jar, you squeeze them in really good. Put some right. garlic salt and add oil, okay? That the sounds fantastic. Oil. That sounds fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us, our, our recipe for making olive salt olio. And this segment, our food and our beverage segment, is brought to us, of course, each week by our great sponsor, Tito's Handmade Vodka, who does so much for our community. They do great things for charities across the country. For all of your holiday gatherings this winter, make sure you use Tito's. And now I think it's time for us to move on to our Artist of the Week. And, you know, since today's show is uh, all about travel, we're going to have our special guest here at um, at 4.30, uh, at, uh, Andrea Aldrich. 
uh, going to tell us all about different travel uh, things that you can do to Italy. Um, I figured it would be great to bring back kind of one of the historic um, historic soundtracks for our Artist of the Week this week, okay? Now, this is one of my very favorites. This is the soundtrack from the movie Rome Adventure, okay? And the movie, I got to tell you, was not a great movie, okay? It was a 1962 romantic Italian movie. It had some good actors in it. You had Troy Donahue. You had Angie Dickinson. You had uh, Suzanne Plachette. Um, so, I mean, all things considered, it was a pretty, you know, they had good actors, but the movie itself was mezza, mezza. However, the soundtrack from this movie was absolutely magical. I mean, magical. It not only has all the great Italian, you know, um, kind of street songs that we've all come to know and love over the years. I mean, melodies you're going to recognize even if you don't know the name, and they're all played by very authentic instruments. But this was also the movie, if you recall, the hit song, Aldila. Aldila came out of this movie. Uh, in, 19, in fact, it won that year the San Remo Music Festival. Later on, it became an international hit because it was sung by various Italian-American artists like Connie Francis, um, Sergio Franchi, El Martino, they all did it. Um, in fact, you know, it's my, my favorite song. That was the reason I became a singer when I was a kid, was listening to the song Aldi La and listening to the soundtrack. Always been one of my favorite soundtracks all my life. So here you go. For our, uh, you know, in honor of this being our travel show, I think it's only appropriate we do some great Italian travel music from the movie Rome Adventure. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We gotta pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. PFI's service area includes the Greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. 
Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. And we are back. This is Tony Lastella, your host again with the West Coast Italian Radio. Uh, now for our next segment, of course, we have our guest segment here. And um, I have a very special guest, someone who used to be a regular weekly part of our show, uh, who knows everything there is to know about trips and travel to Italy. Italy. So I want to welcome back Andrea Aldridge. How you doing? Hi, Tony. I'm doing fine. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. So um, tell me, you know, it's I, 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 I know that your whole thing, even when you were doing our show uh, a couple of years back, was, you know, we, we, we were always talking about trips to Italy. And you have, you know, this is what you do. You take people with special trips to Italy. So before we get into, you know, the whole, all this whole COVID thing, just tell us historically what you have done, Andrea, to, you know, to take people to Italy in the past. Well, um, I put together trips, and I take between seven to ten people on a small tour. And we uh, can travel all over the Italian peninsula, including the islands, uh, Sardinia, Sicilia, Ischia, you know, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And I I usually set up trips uh, developed on an itinerary um, that I put together, or I do custom trips, or we take one of my itineraries and customize it. All right. And and they, what would it like a normal itinerary be under, you know, normal times? Well, I have a food and wine tour that I do in Tuscany, so that's 10 days, and we stay in a little uh, town called Contignano um, near Montepulciano in Tuscany. Um, and we stay in Agriturismo, a friend of mine, Giuseppe, uh, and we take day trips and we go to, uh, wineries and have tastings and lunch and we go have, uh, chefs cook for us. And of course we eat really well. We go on a truffle hunt. Wow, it sounds like we fun. make pizza. You make me hungry now, you know. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> that's what Italy's about, food, right? Exactly. Food, music, culture, I mean. All right, yeah. so now that's historically, I know, what you've been doing for many years, uh, and you're very well versed in this uh, and have had much success with this. So now suddenly here we are, boom, 2020, COVID-19 hits, everything is shut down in the world, uh, and especially – Especially what has been affected, as we all know, is the travel industry. And of all the places that travel since, you know, Italy was one of the uh, prime and, you know, first places that had the COVID virus. I mean, they're really shut down. I mean, they're even again, because, uh, you know, I was talk, talk, talking to Marzia. I mean, they're, they're even shut down now again. So what, what is going to happen? What's the future do you see of traveling uh, to Italy? Well, hopefully, um, we'll be traveling to Italy at least next September. Um, so by, by what, about a year. Yeah, I think know. so. Uh, maybe next spring if this, um, vaccine is successful. I, I may be traveling by myself in the spring. I don't know if I would have, um, people that were willing to go with me, but I'm hoping in, the fall. But yeah. I think that things that are going to change for me is we usually, my groups usually take tra- public transportation. I love the trains and I think it's fun for people to ride the Italian trains, buses, sure. taxis sometimes. 
But I think one of the main things that's going to change, even if we start traveling in September, is we'll be having private transportation vans, which will also be a limiting factor, at least for me, for my trips, because vans are usually about nine people. So there's a driver and me, and then I only have room for seven people. Right, right. So that's going to be one thing. And um, we'll just try to take find places that are not really crowded, but I'm sure the Italians are um, really aware of that, too, and taking measures. Right. But that's how I see what, what's It's interesting up. because uh, when I talk, of course, with Marcia, uh, you know, she's there now, mm-hmm. and every week uh, we, she, uh, she, we, you know, we bring her on the show remotely uh, uh, from Italy. Um, but, you know, it's, it's always, um, it's kind of the same thing. She says the, the, the regular Italian people, if they were just left to themselves, they would just be going on business as usual. I mean, you know, they would be whining and dining, eating and drinking, uh, congregating, kissing one another on the cheeks. Um, it's the government that is really stepping in and trying to stop all this, put all of these, um, you know, the, these, uh, these uh, parameters on the people there. And so, of course, um, I'm imagining that part of your going to Italy is you having to get through. I mean, the government has to, of course, allow travel again, you know, tourist travel to Italy, okay. which I'm assuming that probably right now they, I, I'm assuming they probably don't. Is that correct? The U.S. The citizens cannot travel to Italy. Uh, certain European countries can. And so they do have, you know, I have this podcast now called Italy Inside Out. I interviewed mm-hmm. you a couple of weeks ago, and that was fun. Yeah. To keep people interested, because I miss Italy, and I miss my friends there, and I know there are other people that, that feel the same. And what when I'm talking to my friends who are in Italy, they're telling me what's happening, and they have Italian tourists, I mean, Italian tourists and other European countries. Tourists, yeah, yeah. But they really need the American business, you know. So, so what I'm, you're saying is that that because uh, we're looked at a higher risk here, they don't allow our tourists here. But you, they might have tourists say from some other place, France, uh, Spain, wherever in in Germany. You know, I'm just right. pulling this stuff. I don't know where, but I mean exactly. from other countries there where they feel uh, they have a more under control and that type of thing. You know, yeah. but. Um, which is interesting because, of course, now with this you know, the spike coming up again, it looks like even all of those countries now have some, you know, resurgence of this, these COVID numbers, uh, whatever that means. Um, so well, it is good the- that you're doing Now, Tell us a little bit about mm-hmm. your podcast because it sounds like, you know, since you can't get to Italy physically now, at least you're keeping it alive with a podcast. So tell us a little bit more about the podcast and what you cover in general there. Well, it's a variety of things. I, I've done a lot of interviews, like I said, with my colleagues and friends in Italy. And I've also done interviews with people who have um, a lot of knowledge of one aspect of Italy. I did a, a, a interview with a fellow named Chris Zimmerman, who is a wine specialist and is very, very knowledgeable about all all of Italy, the wines that are that are produced there. And I've interviewed some of the people who do tours for me when I take groups to Venice or to Rome or um, to Montepulciano. You know, I usually hire in-country guides. So I've been talking to them. Uh, I, last week I did an interview with someone who owns um, a natural farm, an organic farm 
uh, hidden away. It's one of my hidden gems in Tuscany. Um, and she's just put out a new cookbook and there's, it's just a whole variety of, of yeah, um, yeah, people. Yeah. That sounds really cool. I know I did your show, so obviously I also do some Italian Americans and some of the stuff here. So it was, that's a lot of fun. So, well, at least, you know, that's something that, uh, that, you know, you can keep the connection going. You can keep people interested in stuff. And hopefully, uh, like you say, you know, I think uh, everybody is kind of waiting now to see what is going to happen. Um, assuming that Biden does actually, you know, uh, you know, become the next president, uh, which it looks like that is going to happen uh, here. Uh, I know everything is, they say, up in court, but, you know, at this point, I think it's a long shot. So probably Biden will be our next president. I know he, you know, one of his big things is to get the COVID more under control here. So, you know, that may be hard for people in the short run, but hopefully in the long run, that'll get us back operating more normally, you know, sooner than later but i think you're right probably the biggest thing of anything is getting you know the when the vaccine comes out you know um that supposedly is going to you know uh make everybody feel a lot better i don't know if things will ever really go back to the normality that they were before but at least we will be much more along those lines and you know keep people traveling and stuff what do you think i think for a long time we'll have a, a mask in our pockets yeah. yeah, we probably will. There's going to be a lot of people who are still going to be tentative, you know, about this all. Well, the all right, Asians so have now, done that. Go ahead. I was just going to say the Asians have had masks and worn masks just for general uh, purposes to, keep, to you know, avoid flus and, and yeah, colds exactly. and things. Well, you know what? what so, and, and so the, the people who are against wearing the masks, it always cracks me up because, I mean, look. Ever since I was a kid, I watched doctor movies on show, on TV, right? The doctor TV. There was Marcus Welby. And anytime you see a doctor, mash, they go into operating. They wear a mask. Why do they wear a mask? To keep the germs away. I mean, so, you know, come on. It's like, you know, not science. science. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So we only have a couple more minutes here. So, so tell everybody, uh, you know, about how they can get in touch with you. Uh, they can follow you online, how they can follow your podcast so that they can, you know, keep in touch with what you're doing so that when it's available to start traveling again, you know, you, you can have some stuff to offer them. Okay. So my website is www.travelinitalia.com. Travelinitalia.com. Right. And my email is info at travelinitalia.com. Right? And then my podcast is called Italy Inside Out. And that's available on, on all podcast directories like, um, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Gotcha. You listen to. Yeah. Italy Inside Out. Right. All right, Andrea, I tell you, it's always great to see you. And, you know, we always have a good time. And I'm looking forward, uh, myself, you know, to, uh, to going to Italy. We had, a trip planned to Rome to see family and friends there. Uh, and that, of course, went on hold. We had a trip to South Africa, too, I, to go down to take one of these safaris, you know, a, wow. a photo safari of the animals. That's on hold. So I think everybody is uh, eagerly waiting that when we can start traveling again, hopefully everybody's going to jump on it. Business will boom and people will have a new appreciation then 
who are being able to take trips to Italy and other places, don't you think? Absolutely. Can't wait. All right. Thanks so much for being a guest at the end of the show, and great to see you. Folks, we're going to be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, Tito's Vodka. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Now I think it's time that we get back to our, uh, uh, you know, our our, our co-host who's uh, hopefully still on the phone because we got some Italian phrases to do. Hey, Marcia, you still there? I'm still here. All right, so I figured a good way for us to kind of finish up our show today was to, uh, since, you know, it's all been about travel, let's I, I came up with some of this stuff, and I sent it to you, so, you know, I hopefully you've had time to look at it. This I found this online. It said, these are the untranslatable words that only exist in Italian that you need to know, like, if you're going to be traveling in Italy, the untranslatable words that there's no English translation for. All right? Uh, okay. So let's go through these and see what we got there. Okay. The first one is culacino. Culacino. So what's culacino? Okay, some of the words like culo, it's yeah. chino, okay? Do you heard the words culo? Culo you is like you, you talk about your butt, okay? Right. Okay, it could be the end of the loaf of the bread. The or the end. end of the loaf of a bread. I didn't know that, okay? That's one. So culacino, let's tell people what it means. It, it's a word, so you know when you put something down on a, a like a glass on a table... And it leaves a ring. So that's what they call in Italy a culacino, that ring that it leaves on the table. All right? Um, right. For, me, for us, where we, we leave, we say more like we use for the end of the bread. Or, gotcha. You know, all right. What's the next one you got for us? Okay. This I love a lot. We use we used to use all the time. Menefreghista. 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 Okay. So what's menefreghista? I can say another way in Italian, we can say, no me ne frega. All right. This means, I don't care. That's so, what it is. So basically, I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. forget about it. I don't care. You know, men freghista, men ne freghista. Non me ne frega. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay, right. is the right to a person. This meno freghista. So we say, All right. Men. And what's the okay. next one we got? Oh, baffona. Bafona. That even sounds bad. What's a bafona? <laughs> so remember, the words for mustache is baffy, right? Baffy, okay. okay. But if you say bafona, it's a female for woman. So a woman have a mustache. So a woman with a mustache is called a bafona, okay? 
Uh, we There's a lot of that probably going around certain parts of this country right now, but well, that's, hey, for hey. Another, that's for another episode. <laughs> yeah, but a famous, listen to this, a famous quote, quote that we say, Baff, uh, donna baffuta sempre piaciuta. Remember that? that means, right? what, what does it mean? Uh, the mustache one, the woman uh, is always uh, being like, people like that. I don't know. People like, like the mustache woman. Okay. That's, All right. uh, it's the way to say, but uh, I don't know if they use it like excuse. <laughs> All right. Let's do the next one. Pantofolaio. Pantofolaio. What, what's a pantofolaio? Pantofolaio is again, uh, pantofole, it's, um, uh, how do you call it? Le giabatte. We call it in that Italian. Giabatte, you know, the shoes that you change when you yeah. go home. Like your slippers, your slippers. Okay, yeah. very good. That's pantofole. But when we say pantofolaio, it means like someone that doesn't feel like it to do anything, like to sit down all the time. So you're uh, talking about it's a couch potato. That's a pantofolaio right. is somebody who's a couch potato, okay? Right. I know a lot exactly. of people like that, especially with the COVID thing going on. All right, we only got time for one more. What's the last one? And this I'm going to make it translated to you. Sprezzatura. Sprezzatura. Spread, okay, so what's a sprezzatura? Uh, sprezzatura, that one, that's to be honest with you, I never heard that, so that's oh. why I say, go ahead, explain it to me. <laughs> Could be different well, regions with this word. It, the only thing that, that I got when I looked this up is it says, it's uh, definition is for studied carelessness mm -hmm. uh, or well-faith nonchalant. Okay. So somebody who is pretending they don't care or trying to fake being, you know, you know, it's like how people could be manipulative, like they're trying to act like, you know, kind of like if you're, uh, if you ask your wife, hey, honey, can I go play golf? And she says, I don't care. That right there is going to be, uh, you know, kind of like you should maybe get a better thing on that, you know, fake, See, fake thinking, nonchalance. I was thinking more like sprezzato, something that you don't appreciate it. That's what I was thinking more, sprezzare. Yeah. But sprezzatura, someone doesn't really, um, um, I can say, uh, judgmental. It's not really happy for where, uh, like you say, play golf. It was a yes, right, but I'm not really happy about that. Yeah, I don't gotcha. know. It's not easy to translate it. Like you say, it's not easy, those words, to translate it. I know. So. Well, thank <laughs> you so much, Mercy. It's always good talking to you. And, uh, you know, we're so glad that, uh, you know, Things are going well for you and your family in Italy, despite uh, the COVID lockdowns there. Look forward to uh, talking to you again next week and, of course, seeing you when you get back here in December. Okay, ciao a tutti. All right, so I guess one last thing before we wind up the show today, just want to remind everybody that we are going to be coming out with a brand new television show. It's going to be a TV podcast. Uh, I know you've been hearing us talk about this for several months, and there's been a lot of delays, of course, because of different things with COVID and stuff, but we are actually in production with it now. We're shooting for it to be released in January, January of 2021, so just uh, it's only a couple months away, and it's going to be called Italia, Italian Radio After Hours, or in Italian, Radio Italiano Luce Rosa, Okay. Basically, uh, it's going to be about 20-minute weekly uh, televised podcast. You get to actually see you know, me and Marcia here, and we'll have guests on. We're going to pick one subject, and we're really going to get into it. I mean, we're going to get into it. No holds barred. 
you know, and because it's a podcast on the internet, we don't have the FCC going to be breathing down our shoulders. Uh, so, you know, we're going to call spade a spade, and I cleaned that up. But the bottom line, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, we don't get anything too serious. And even when we do, we, we're over the top with it. So it's going to be a little bit like Saturday Night Live meets The Sopranos, I guess, or something like that. Anyway, uh, we'll keep you posted, uh, getting everything produced right now. And like I said, we're shooting to have this ready to go by this January. Italian Radio After Hours, Radio Italiano Lucio Rose. Uh, for 18 years and older, you'll be able to go on our website and you'll be able to uh, then, you know, be a part of a brand new kickoff show here from the West Coast Italian Radio Network. We had a great time today on today's show, all about travel in Italy. We want to thank our producer here, Eric, uh, our, our technical engineer, for all the help he gives us. And uh, there we go, folks. Thanks so much. We look forward to being back with you again next week with a brand new show. And until then, God bless. <laughs>